Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to the first episode of the Sales IQ Podcast for 2021. I'm super excited about everything this year has to offer after what was somewhat of a challenging year last year, 2020, did deliver some really challenging times and it was not stuff that we expected to go through. But I think when we reflect, and I know, you know, it's already, we're already a couple of weeks in and I took some time off, um, some much needed downtime. And I tell you what, I could have had a couple more weeks off. I was really enjoying my time, just chilling, relaxing and doing stuff around the home and not really being on social or mobile or anything like that. But I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to give 2021 a shake and say, hey, it's time to deliver on top of what was, even though 2020 was challenging for me personally, for our podcast, for my business, it was actually quite a successful year. Um, And I think, you know, when reflecting and looking back, I think the awesome thing about 2020 is, yes, it did, it did deliver some unexpected things. And although at some times I found it quite challenging myself, I think when you reflect upon it, there was a lot of incredible learning that we were able to take from it. And that's what's exciting me about this year. And there's so much on the horizon for us to look forward to. There's a lot of change happening. You know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Essentially, it comes down to, and you've heard me say this time and time again, it'll come down to one of two things. It's our mindset. It's a way in which we approach the opportunities that sit in front of us and how we take those opportunities or how we look at it from a mindset of a scarcity or a mindset of an abundance. So I'm pretty pumped to, to, to get into what is going to be a full year. Now, we've got a full calendar of events coming up, which I'm really excited about. We've got webinars, we've got masterclasses, we've got other podcasts that are going to be launching as well. So I'll, I'll, as they come closer to launch, share them with our listeners and also put them in the show notes so you can engage. And we're also going to be we tearing up our content, which is really, really exciting. We're going to be moving all of our podcasts across to different platforms and also put them into written format as well um, and turn them into some articles and and other ways that you can engage with our content. So I'm pretty pumped. And this week we have an incredible thought leader who's coming on, Aaron Sansoni. He runs an incredible business. He puts events on, has insane entrepreneurs present, um, and he helps businesses grow. And we're going to talk about, you know, what are some things that you can do to really grow and get yourself started for a big year. So look, just want to say again, thank you for being on this journey with us. We're going to be passing the 100 episodes of the Sales IQ podcast. I'm really humbled that I have so many listeners engage with us every single week. Um, To the back end of last year, I was a bit slack. We didn't do an episode every week for December, but uh, we are committed to delivering an episode every week this year, and we're going to have a have a really full calendar of of events and, and things that we want to share with our listeners. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Really set the tone for the year. And my next episode, Mindset Monday, for next week is all about how to set up the year for success and look at goal setting, performance metrics, and really give yourself that foundation to drive sales success. So enjoy the episode with Aaron. Well, mate, welcome to the show, Aaron. 
Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped, and I'm uh, pretty excited to talk to you all about sort of rebounding from a crisis, and uh, you know what people can do to to develop the right mindset and and actions that they can take to to maximise the opportunities in front of us. But before we get into today's show, we'd love to know a bit more about you, mate, and how you started in the world of sales and business. Yeah, uh, well, I think uh, it's a it's a it's a big story. But for me, I started off. Uh, like most people, I worked at Macca's. I think most people worked at Macca's. I worked at Macca's. McDonald's. <laughs> uh, yeah, Macca's. Uh, and I, I learned how to mop. There's a yep. certain motion at Macca's that you learn how to mop. Like I didn't don't no, but I learned how to mop then. Then after a while, I decided I didn't want to flip any burgers, so I decided to go into sales because uh, there was anything I could find where I got paid on how good I am, you know. Yep. And, and um, of course, I was really shit to begin with. Uh, and so I was everyone's best mate uh, and uh, couldn't sell anything. I was the person they came to to get all the information from and went to Joe Bloggs next door to go and, uh, to go and get uh, the cheaper discount. Uh, so I, I then learned about sales and I kind of fell in love with sales early on because I really loved the fact that if I worked hard, I got rewarded for it. And, and um, I got involved in selling everything door to door, over the phone, face to face, service-based, products-based. Um, I tried everything, you know, mm. uh, and and I really, I, I, it was challenging and it was by far the best way for me to start in my entrepreneurial career yeah. was, was learning how to sell. You know, there's a lot of people that come out, come up with products and services that um, they are sure are going to be absolute winners. But if you can't sell to a customer, you don't have a business. If you can't sell to an investor, you don't have a business. If you can't sell to a team member, you don't have a business. If you can't sell the concept, idea, the product, the service, everything in business and entrepreneurship is constantly selling. And 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 that includes physical products and visions yeah. of what you want. And and even selling yourself, you know, getting out of bed, you know, selling yourself mm-hmm. on, you know, getting out of bed, Luigi, and deciding you want to be bigger and better. You are selling yourself and everybody else around you the whole time. So I love that I learned that really, really early on for me. And uh, that was one of those transitions for me where I got into sales. I, was, I, got, I got good at it after not being great at it for a long time because yep. I found Luigi, and I know you, you, a lot of you guys that listen to the show and guys and girls are all salespeople or business owners. I found that when I learned sales for me, I remember when I first sat down to learn from all these sales gurus and, and you know, the, the induction manuals, everything felt weird. It mm. felt it felt like you you switch from being this human being into this you know into this kind of weird sales creature you need to be. <laughs> I, I felt like after I closed, the door, I had to grab a shower or something. You know, like it just it didn't it didn't fit with me the way they teach you to sell this whole idea of you know this closing line. Hi, Aaron. So it's only here. Do you have a moment to speak to me about? And I'm just like I just I just I just like I just it didn't sit with me, and yeah. and so I, I stopped to, and I had to create my own way of doing things, and and and. At the time when it realized I was creating what would be the very first program I ever released 15 years ago uh, to teach people about sales. At the time, I was just trying to learn how to make some money. You know what I mean? yeah. I was trying to sell better because I really felt what I felt, Luigi, was I was this normal human. Then as soon as you and I started to talk about a product or service, I had to switch into this 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 person I wasn't. I had to I had to start talking differently. There was always there was almost even like this pause where people kind of go. So, um, the, and then they start talking about their products. Yeah. I, was, I, I didn't like who I had to try and become to be this salesperson. So I, I, I came up with my methodology, I suppose, of engaging, enrolling, converting, and then doing things in a bit of a different way that led to the point where when it was time to speak about buying, it was this real natural thing. Yeah. It was like, well, of course you're going to buy. I mean, of course, you just told me all the issues you've got and all the reasons why you need this. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I learned, I suppose, the strategy behind doing that. And then that launched me off into 
going into being an entrepreneur. But of course, that was also my Achilles heel as being an entrepreneur too, because I thought I knew everything as, a, <laughs> as, as an entrepreneur because I could sell. Yeah. Uh, but, then, but then that led me to some other issues because I didn't learn all the other stuff in business. And, yeah. and, uh, and that, that, that caused me to fall down a couple of times in business too. It's interesting you say that, right? Because I think for me, I, I come from the same school. We were, we were put through those training programs and were very kind of like a, they had this picture of, of who you had to be, but I felt like I lost myself. And I'm yep. like, the authentic me is what people buy. Yeah. And yes, I was getting some results, but you're right. I didn't, I didn't feel right about it. And you know, I remember that moment that I had that massive aha where it's like, well, people aren't actually buying my product. They're buying me. Um, and I'm building, they're building a relationship with me because they're becoming my friends. Like we're actually, I like who they are. They like who I am. Um, and so that was a big aha for me. And I just want to ask you sort of, you mentioned that you fell over a couple of times in business. Um, how important, you know, was that in your career, having those moments of failure or having those moments of, of challenges, you know, impact your career? It, it, it was massive. Uh, I, I, I've had several challenges over my life. Uh, I've had uh, in business, the challenges for me were I legitimately thought that I was, I was a badass. I'm like, I can sell, I'm going to start a business. Yeah. It's all good. Um, and of course, in my first couple of business, I really did struggle to sell. But on top of that, because I thought I knew everything about sales, I actually didn't pay attention to the back end of the business because I kind of was like, hey, I, if I make money, that the rest will, will, will sort itself out. Um, well, it turns out um, because I didn't pay attention to that. I actually had my accountant for about three years who were looking after all my businesses. So I built a whole bunch of new businesses. Um, doing all right, not doing okay. Like I could have done better. Uh, but then after three years uh, and uh, it turns out the guy was embezzling. Oh. So uh, so he stole all of my tax money, my bass, or didn't pay bass, didn't pay payroll tax, didn't pay um, super, like just everything. You know, you can imagine for three years and uh, was hiding it from me because when he would send me reports on like, how's it going? I'd be like, well, I don't care. You know, like I didn't care about yeah. the finance because it was never my, it was never my, my wheelhouse. I'm like, yeah. I'm the sales guy. I can sell, I can market, it's all good. And uh, that was a real humbling moment for, for myself um, and, and, and my wife, when, you know, you're looking, you kind of go, number one, you've got to pay the ATO back a whole bunch of money in a real, real, real quick hurry, or they're going to, or they're going to start taking your assets, um, of which you didn't have, yeah. uh, you know, or, or they're going to, you know, and, and so that was a, that was a moment for me, I think, where I realized I had to do things a bit differently. And I had a few moments before that, but, but I just wasn't, I was just a bit of an idiot. I didn't yeah. pay attention. Like that wasn't the first aha moment. I had some before where I, I just thought I knew everything. And this is probably where my, my, my journey began with mentoring and coaching and speaking because I, and that was receiving it because I, I thought I knew everything. So I, and I hated reading. I, I, I was shit at school. So I didn't read any books. I didn't learn. This is before online training yeah. programs and you know, all that stuff. Facebook wasn't even around. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, <laughs> It wasn't back in, you know, you could go and watch a webinar online, yeah. you know, you know, 20, 2015, you know, it was, it wasn't like that. So I, I had to stop and realize one of my biggest challenges. And that is, that I don't know everything. Mm. And I, and I worked out the hard way and the hard thing I had to work out in one of my other bigger challenges that it always costs more money in lost time and in lost money to guess your way through your business. Yep than what it does to pay someone who knows advice to tell you what to do and then just go and fucking do it. And it took me a long time 
to understand that. And uh, it cost me time, money, relationships uh, in business because Again, I was I was arrogant, I was egotistical, and I thought I knew everything. That's a cocktail yeah. for disaster in business, and and so for me, that was another aha moment for me. So it was a few things that come, but you know what? Even this pandemic we're in now, and the recession that we're in now, you know, I've learned so much. Mm over this time, you know, trying to stabilize the ship for, you know, 30 odd brands and businesses and investments and companies. I mean, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, people think, you know, because I'm a, I'm a VC that suddenly that, you know, that you're not getting affected. I mean, look, Richard Branson was affected. This guy's got hotels, he's yeah. got ships, he's got flight. This guy, five and a half billion dollars literally hit on every business that he has, but he survived and he will survive because of the character yeah. that he is and who he's going to be. Others who get a little bit of a, of a knockback because of COVID have fallen apart. So for me, I mean, I've got venues, I've got, I've got, I've got an audio company, I've got uh, education businesses, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got a retail company, I've got all these businesses that are affected by COVID that I've had to pivot around. I've got others that are not affected, you know, by, yeah. by COVID that are in, you know, biomedical and stuff like that. But I've still had to learn how to pivot and do things differently and innovate businesses and, and overcome those challenges. And it was interesting, I was asked by a reporter recently about, you know, uh, how have you dealt with COVID so well? And a, a, bunch of, a bunch of my students have been doing so well. She's like, how are they doing so well? And how are you doing so well? I said to her, honestly, it's because I decided to focus on myself 15, 17 years ago. Yeah. I to work on my mindset years ago. I've been preparing for this before I even thought this was a challenge because I knew that I had to be ready. So when punches roll, when challenges happen, I had to learn how to be able to pivot and challenge and change. So for me, if I look back to my challenges that I had, one of the biggest challenges I've ever had, like in business, I said to you, is finding out someone's ripping you off for three years. Well, honestly, that was more challenging to deal with than when COVID hit because I, I life is exposure. I, yeah. I was already exposed to so much challenge before this that I kind of was like, all right, another challenge. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. said, another challenge to do that. So, so it, I, I think that I learned a lot, but I really feel like the, the lessons of before COVID for me as an entrepreneur, as a VC, they they they've been priceless. It's really interesting. You know, I think what I'm hearing from from you know that incredible piece of advice is that regardless whether you're in business, whether you're in sales, it's not how you respond to that crisis. It's what have you done to prepare before that and how much time are you spending building your mindset and your capability to cope with different challenges? Because I think, I mean, obviously this, this pandemic has been, you know, a massive shell shock for many people, but you're absolutely right. It's crisis doesn't just occur once. There's going to be multiple things that occur. And I, and I talk to sales professionals all the time, even entrepreneurs who are like, I need help. You know, my pipeline's empty and I've got no sales and I need, I need, I need quick action now. And I'm like, well, you know what? There's no silver bullet. And you know, pipeline is the, is, you've got to build pipeline. It's going to take time and it's going to be a focus. And otherwise, you know, you're just going to go through that. I call it the O'Fuck syndrome. It just goes up and down, up and down. And, and sometimes yeah. it goes down and you never come back up. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love how you've explained, you know, that the whole process of 17 years of preparation to manage through this pandemic. That's a, a, incredible. And it's a learning point. I mean, like I went through 2008 crisis and I had some businesses before then. I remember I was living in London at the time and I moved back to Australia um, after being there for a couple of years. And I, I, one of my biggest regrets of the 2008 crisis is I didn't go hard enough. 
Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. On the back of that, I didn't go hard enough, Luigi. I didn't. I didn't stop and go. Okay, what else can I do? I was kind of like everybody else. I was a bit like mm. shell shocked, like where this is going to go. Whereas in the last seven months, I've I've done more investment works and deals in the last seven months than I've probably done in the two years before that because I just see that there's an opportunity. I'm negotiating. It's massive. I'm negotiating more than ever before. I'm I'm able to jump on the phone with a company that's looking for investment uh, that that might be affected or not affected, and and to start to drum up some really good deals that I really think are going to benefit in the future. Mm. You know, like and I, and I and I think that you know, like my SpaceX investment. I'm a I'm a part shareholder in uh, in SpaceX, which is privately yep. listed, and having Elon as a business partner has been an amazing thing. But I got into I got into SpaceX. Right, right about the start of the pandemic, and and, and you know, a few, few of my people around me are like, "Are you crazy? Why would you spend that kind of money right <laughs> now on SpaceX?" And remember, we hadn't even we haven't even gone to the International Space Station yet. We hadn't even launched Dragon. Like we hadn't even done the things we've done now. Now it's like you know we, we're doing this yeah. stuff for breakfast. You know we, we're doing all these launches. But I knew that I believe in what the business is all about. I I wanted to get in, involved in this, and and I knew that I wanted to make that happen. So what was a calculated risk has doubled its value in, in nine months, you know? So when everyone else is going on, well, what should I do? I think smart people are looking and making calculated risk because risk, because within opportunities, there's always risks. Yeah. Within, within risks, there's always opportunities, right? And that's why I take both. I don't yeah. just look for opportunities. I look for ways that I can look and grow and change. And, and I did that investment right before our major launch. And we launched Everything went well. We just raised another $2 billion uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, for SpaceX. Star, Starlink is now over a thousand satellites right around the, right around, right around wow. the world. Uh, we've launched the the beta version of the of the Starlink satellite, which is off the which which is a Wi-Fi right around the globe for 600 bucks uh, to connect to the fast internet. We're talking about 250 <laughs> gigabytes um, per second or something ridiculous now. So for me. I've gone harder this time. I've, yeah. I've bought into more businesses, even if it's micro equity or if it's larger investments or if it's even partnerships. The thing is, right? Yeah, you know, if you're speaking to somebody, I used to call, I used to have people come into my office, or I'd go into their office to do a VC deal, right? Do you know what it's like to jump on a Zoom call like this with somebody and be able to start a negotiation by asking how they're going in lockdown? Mm. Are you homeschooling? Is your family home today? Like from a sales perspective, think about the engagement fiber you have instantly from somebody when everyone in the world has this mutual thing mm, we're all experiencing. experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. Sales gold dust. It's <laughs> gold dust because everyone, one of the hardest things when you really first start doing any sales, anything at whatsoever, is meet people where they're at, engage with them. Because yep. before you talk about products and services, you've got to engage with them. Well, COVID has given us globally, globally, mm. a, a one piece of data that everyone absolutely has gone through or has an opinion about. So you can start off every conversation by talking about that. So for me, I look at COVID and said, well, I'd be able to have large investment conversations or even partnership conversations with people that want to become new partners with me or me with them and start off with how you go in the pandemic. How are you got kids? Oh, me too. Right. I'm homeschooling too. Yeah. How's homeschooling going for you? Right. You know, and you get to have these real conversations and then you get to walk into, let's talk about doing a deal together yeah. and you put such what I call connection fibers, which is what I, I teach, which is a deeper level of rapport. You get to build these amazing connection fibers with people that you've been handed on a silver platter because of COVID. There's never been a time like yeah. this. You can do, it has to be a major global event for that to be able to yeah, happen. It's a huge so, trigger event, right? If you look at yeah. that, 
me, that's that's an. I mean, I'm I'm an opportunist. I'm always going to have a look at the opportunities. I'm always I'm always going to look at the the positive side of what, yeah. what I can learn from it, and that's one of them. You know, that's one of them. Yeah. But I think, you know, and this is valuable advice because I think for anyone, anyone can look at a situation with a growth or fix. They can look at it with a half empty or half full or they can go, well, you know what? It is what it is. It's in front of me. There are things that I can't control, but this is what I can control, right? I can control the way in which I'm reacting, the way in which I'm being proactive, the way in which I'm, you know what? I'm going to go and embrace what's happening because if I don't, I'm going to let the external environment control me. And then I'm going to be complaining about the results that I'm not receiving. And this is, we see this so much, you know, I'm like, I spend a lot of my time um, coaching salespeople, you know, and, 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 and every day I spend all my my days coaching sales pros and you get the two difference. The high performers, all my high performers during this last pandemic have just completely excelled because they knew what they had to do. They knew, they said, you know what, I've, I've got to buckle up. I've got to put in more time. Got to put in more events. High performers in every discipline excel. Mm. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. LeBron James has won another ring. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Louis Louis Hamilton just won another champion. You know, like it's all high performers find a way to win. You are, you know, and that's that. You, you, you. you, It's, it's a mindset. Mm. It's, it's a, it's, it's a way that you look at your life. You come into your life and you say, well, how can I win? Whatever the challenge may be, I'm going to win. I mean, people don't just win when the field is perfect. Well, if you mm. win only when the circumstances are perfect, then you've got to look at yourself and say, am I really winning? You know, like I used to, I'm, you know, you know my background in training yep. style. You know, I, you know, I always say to people, you're either going to be the person that wants a, wants a you know, a, a checkout uh, salesperson where you're just literally scanning yeah. the process they go past and you want to get paid for that or somebody who's going to go out there and actually create what they want. And there, there is, there is, there is a lot to learn from this pandemic. And that's the reason why I also encourage everyone and one of your listeners to stop and have some self-reflection mm. in this pandemic and say, where did I, where did I go really well? Like, where am I really proud of what I've done? Where have I operated in the level that really I go, you know what? I'm so proud of what I did here and here and here yeah. because I didn't think I could, I could do that, but look at me, you know, the gym's closed down, but I still, I've still worked yeah. out how I could go and run or yeah. I could go or were they the opposite? Did the gym close down? And so they went, yeah, it gave me the excuse to say no. Can't work out. And you've got to stop and reflect and say, if that was you, if you became, if you became the excuse factory, if you became the person who's producing all the BS reasons why you can't do something, don't get pissed off as shitty. Stop and say, okay, mm-hmm. I learned something that I was not really proud of. And that was that when the time got tough when it came to my health and fitness, I blamed everyone. I went yep. below the line, right? Or, or when, when the time got tough, like there's things that I've looked at and gone, Aaron, you could have done that better. But there's other things I'm going, you know what? I'm extremely proud of you and what you've done because you rose, you led, you stepped up when you needed to do yep. that. And I do that in my life because I'm my biggest critic. I don't give a fuck about haters, doubters, and disbelievers. I know me. So yep. I'm my biggest critic. So if I'm looking at my life saying, how can I improve on my life and what can I do? I'm the guy that, that literally comes out of the deal, comes out of off stage, comes out of the meeting, and I, and I have a notepad and I write down pluses and minuses. What did I do well? What can I improve on? What can I do well? What can yeah. I improve? I can work off the biggest deal I've ever done in a boardroom, sit down in my office and write down a list of what I did well and what I can improve on yeah. because I know that I've got to find those little inches. And I think that, that people out there that want to win, pandemic, Recession. They'll find a way. Yeah. Aaron, I want to ask you, man, like you've been on the stage 
you know, you share the stage with some of the biggest names, right? Gary V. You got one coming up with Mark Boris. Um, one of my favourites from Boost Juice, right? Janine. I mean, the things that you do, the content that you put out is insane, right? Um, if if some if people are listening to this, going, man, Aaron, you're right. I've taken the last six months. I've been sitting on my hands. Um, I haven't had that proactive growth mindset, and I want to change. You've inspired me to change. What's Apart from the reflect, what's one thing that I should do immediately to make that change happen? Well, there's one thing that I, I got I've got known really well for around the world, and 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 I take a real I take a really practical approach to success. I don't speak about I'm not I'm not the get rich quick guy. <laughs> I don't have much time for you know. So I don't suffer fools really well. Like for me, I'm like success is really fucking simple, right? It's it's really really simple, and it starts with one of the things I've got known for around the world which is MAIA, massive and immediate action, massive and immediate action. Because people, I watch people, I go. I used to go to a seminars myself, I still do, but not as many these days because I'm doing them, right? I go to more masterminds, but I used to sit there and well, left side of me, right side of me, you've got people writing to-do lists and they're writing these to-do lists. All they're doing, Luigi, they're getting this hit of dopamine. They're going, yeah. oh, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do a website. I'm going to start a business. Yeah, I'm going to quit my job. I hate my boss. They write this fucking list down. They walk out of the room. They do nothing no. with it. Then their friend says, hey, Aaron's back in town. Do you want to go to an event? And they rock up 12 months later, you know, pay their 20 bucks to sit down in their seat, get, get, get motivated for a day, and then, and then go back to their life that, that's live, living by default and yeah. not living by design. And the thing for me is I can give you a thousand pieces of advice on growing businesses, VC, your life, everything. But all of that is irrelevant, is totally irrelevant unless you learn the principle of MAIA, mm. massive and immediate action. Massive means out of your comfort zone. Now, this is important because every one of your listeners, including you and me, have a different comfort zone. Yep. I have a comfort zone that might be expanded because I've taken a lot more um, a lot more risks. Others might have even bigger. Others might have smaller. Mm. So massive is big, bigger than b- big enough that pushes you. So if you want to lose weight, don't go to the gym and go seven days a week, right? Go for a fucking walk. <laughs> Take the dog out. Right, eat more green stuff and less shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just start with the, you know, just start with the basics, right? And then move your way up. But you've got to take action now, now, massively and immediate. Whenever I went to, you know, these, these seminars and listen to people, they go, "Oh, you got to take action." The problem is taking action is a, it has no time frame. Yeah. Whereas you've got to have a time frame, massive and immediate action. So if you're thinking I need to start a business, mm-hmm. register your domain. Yep. Buy the URL, reach out to a coach and say, I need this help. Go to a friend and say, we need to get in business. If you, you know, you've got to start taking massive and immediate action on whatever you learn. Because if you don't, all you do is you go around life looking for other dopamine mm. hits, right? Absolutely. Or jumping around going, oh, I want to read that book. You, know, you go and you pick up a book, you read it and you go, well, that's a great idea. I'm going to highlight that idea. <laughs> I'm going to note tab that idea. And then it goes back on your shelf and it becomes shelf education, yeah. right? Not self education. And that's the challenge. Yeah. Not enough people. People like to learn, but people run away from action. So if there's any piece of advice, it's massive and immediate now, yeah. as in like while they're listening to me on the podcast, I would, not be, I would not be offended if someone picked up their phone, right, closed the podcast, still listening in the background, and started to text. Be like, hey, dude, we need to start this business. Hey, we yeah. need to like, now's the time. Massive. It's- You're only getting older. Yeah. Life is like this. And if you don't, you don't have kids, you kind of believe it doesn't. But when you have kids, you kind of see them get bigger and bigger Absolutely, and bigger. Absolutely, man. And, you know? it's, and it's, it's just like now. I can't tell people enough. 
Yeah. And my listeners will know, Aaron, because one of the key sayings that I always say is education or training with an application is simply entertainment. And there's a lot better ways to get entertained by me, right? So, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I think, I mean, I, I follow your content pretty intensely. Um, you know, one of the things I haven't been able to master yet, Aaron, is the the meditation. I know you do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> my partner tells me I've got, to, I've got to do more of it, right? Because, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it is something that, and you're right, you know what? My commitment to you and my listeners today, you've said massive action yeah, yeah. is I'm going to start, I'm, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit of um, meditation. There is a thousand ways. I, I, I bet you, you meditate without even knowing it. I bet you meditate without even knowing it. When you, when you drive a car, and you're, you're driving your car in a way that you always drive, you operate your car, you're doing something in repetition or you're swimming or you're in the shower or if you're uh, any of these things with repetition, that, that's, that's, that's meditation. Anything you're doing with repetition yeah. is, 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 is meditation. If you ever listen to a song that makes you feel excited or makes you feel calm, that's sound healing meditation. That's two types of meditation so far. There's uh-huh. many, well, I'll get that, man, because I listen to a bucket load of music, meditation. right? It's meditation. You sit down. I'll listen, I'll listen to what I did with my family last night. I made a big roast last night. I've got a nice music in the background. We always do that. We always have beautiful dinners together. Me being there in that moment and being present, listening to what's happening there, that sound. I can hear my kids laughing their asses off in the pool. And that sound healing meditation because I love that noise, right? So there is yeah. so many ways to meditate. You don't have to sit down cross your legs, cross your arms and hum like a fucking idiot. You can just find a way that serves you. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's the myth that people don't realize. It's like, well, if I have to exercise, I've got to run the treadmill. If I want to meditate, I've got to sit down and cross my arms and, and wear the get up and go and do that. So you can, if you can bring meditation to little parts of your life, sometimes I sit down and I can do a proper deep meditation, which is what would be more of a guided meditation, yeah. right? Um, I could do that. Right, but sometimes I have time. So sometimes I might be in the ocean in the morning, swimming, stop for a moment, let the sun hit me if the sun's out because the sun's up a little bit earlier. Be in that moment, right? Mm. In 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 a, in that you know, listening to the sounds of nature, being there for a moment, quieting my mind, getting really clear on where I want to go, and that is a moment of meditation. So it's not a certain time. If you can learn to quiet your mind. And spirituality is about inner peace and balance. Yeah. Anything that can bring you inner peace and balance is a level of spirituality, right? So anyone that says, I'm not spiritual, anything that brings you inner peace and balance, you go out, if you love playing basketball, you go out and play basketball, that's bringing you inner peace and balance. That's spirituality, right? And for other people, different things in their life do that for them. So if you think about meditation, there's so many different ways to do it. And one of the things I try and let people know is that I don't sit down there for four hours in this deep level of levitation meditation, you know, where I can go out there. I've just got certain times I do certain things that keep me sharp, focused, clear, and able to make really good decisions in my, my day as well. So I encourage all your listeners to go and work out different types of meditation they can take. Well, mate, you've inspired me, man. Like I've actually, and you've actually helped me learn that I am doing it in some, in some aspects, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize I was doing it. So you've inspired me. And look, Aaron, we could talk for hours, man, because I think we, we share, um, m- you know, many ways of thinking and, and I'd, I'd love to pick your brain further, but I know that we're limited for time, but, um, for our listeners, if they want to connect with you or learn more about you and we'll put it in the show notes, some of your upcoming events, um, but where, where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah, well, we just released, uh, we, I, I spent a little bit, a little bit of COVID actually building a whole bunch of new short courses because, 
up until uh, recently, Luigi, if people wanted to work with me, it was only some of our bigger, you know, yep. kind of programs. But over the last couple of years, I've built a whole bunch of coaches and uh, and uh, people that are qualified in what I teach and also a whole bunch of short courses. We've got a TV studio in Melbourne. So I actually went back to the drawing boards and built a whole bunch of really cool mm. short courses. So what I've done is I've got these courses. One's called Start, one's yep. called Build, one's called Grow, one's called Scale. And depending on where people are at, uh, we've got this really cool, you know, uh, really accessible uh, you know, really easy investment. You know, they're, they're, they're really um, economical uh, trainings to get started. So if people are interested, they can head over to uh, my website, aaronsansoni.com, and there's a tab for short courses, and there's one called Start, Build, Grow, and Scale. You can learn all the information on it. Yeah. And if you write the name and then 20, you get a 20% discount off. So if it's Start, oh, build, build, 20, Grow, yeah. 20, and go check that out. Like, I, I think one of the things I've learned is I'm not going to stay here and say, listen, hey, download my book because not everyone needs the book. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like some people just need to take massive action and go learn how to scale because they've got to, you know, people that come to me with a million dollar business and they want to want to scale. Others come to me and they've got a little bit of an idea, but they've never done anything with it. Well, go spend, well, I'll give you a discount code now. So it's not even a hundred bucks, like 80 bucks on a start course and go learn how to start the business properly yep. with proper templates the proper structure, the proper things that I use, learn the basics in, in that program. So my encouragement would be go and find out which course is right for you. Go and do that. Um, they're, they're brilliant courses. They're really economical and they've been really well shot to our, in our TV studios. There's a whole bunch of templates as well. So Fantastic. go get those out. Go do those. I mean, I'm, I'm a big one for, yeah. for learning and, uh, and, and execution on the back of those learnings as well. So that'll be the best thing. Start, build, grow and scale and they can find those short courses on my website. Awesome. So we'll put the show notes in there for everybody. We'll also put your LinkedIn profile and I know you're pretty active on Instagram. So we'll have it out there for everybody. But mate, I just want to say thanks for coming on the Sales IQ podcast. Also, thanks for your contribution to the business community and, and the sales community, man, because people like you are the reason why our profession continues to be elevated um, outside of that, you know, traditional stereotypical shark mentality. Um, you know, it's a profession what we do, man, and we have a responsibility to our buyers to help them achieve better outcomes. So thanks for your contribution. Look, thank you for you for what you're doing. Like, you know, one of the very first campaigns I ever did, Luigi, years ago was called Sales is Cool Again. Yeah. And it was a video that we did. It's so old. I've got to try and find it. It was like 15 years old. And it had, you know, had huge views. I mean, we're talking huge views. And it was about how sales is cool again. Like if yeah. you have a product or a service that can really help a person, then you have a deep level of obligation to learn how to sell that thing. And uh, and it was really launched my career, this Sales is Cool Again campaign. And uh, and it's, it's still true to my heart that if you have a great product, you have a great service, you have great intentions, then you need to learn how to sell because you are not helping people by them saying, let me think about it. So thank you yeah. for what you're doing and bringing together people to share these messages because we do need people around that are willing to stand up and be leaders. I can't do it all myself. I don't want to do it all myself. <laughs> uh, we need others that are going to stand up and do it as well. So well done to you and thank you so much and well done on your success. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs>